On another exciting entry of Animation Deliberation, I, Jay Scotty, go solo to talk about 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse in preparation for the highly anticipated sequel, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We'll get into that right after this. Sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah! Welcome to Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. All right, people, let's do this one last time. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. I have not been bitten by a radioactive spider, and for the last two years, I've been one of the co-hosts of the one and only Animation Deliberation. So, those of you who have seen the movie that uh, we're discussing, and I hope you have if you're listening to this podcast, you may recognize that little uh, monologue as, you know, one of the recurring beats in, in the the movie where every time we get a new spider person, uh, they give us that little introduction. So just want to have a little fun with that and do my own rendition of that. But yeah, um, as stated at the top, you just got me today. Hopefully that's okay. But uh, I know I can speak for my co-host when I say we are incredibly excited for across the spider-verse and this first movie is a big reason why it's just it's such a great quality movie and such a great introduction and treatment of the character of miles morales and just a a great celebration of spider-man and spider-man's legacy as a whole and you know i'm bearing the lead here by not uh mentioning just the groundbreaking animation style so i do encourage everybody like As you're getting ready at the time of this recording, I'm going to see uh, Across the Spider-Verse this afternoon. So uh, I encourage everybody, like as you're getting ready to go see this movie and and you go and see it or you're rewatching this original one, if you want to send us some feedback, we'd love to include everybody in this conversation because I know we're not alone in being just incredibly excited for spider-man across the spider-verse and like we just want to build this hype train and get you know everybody to celebrate this so uh yeah send us an email send us a voicemail you can hit us up on all our social medias just search animation deliberation or if you want to send us an email animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com so before i read the synopsis just to refresh everybody's memories I watched this movie last night, so it's still pretty fresh in my brain, but it was uh, it was pretty great to watch. And I'm kind of thinking now, like one of the themes of the movie is that like Spider-Man, anybody can be Spider-Man. I think that's one of the final lines of the movie. It's like Miles is fully owning that he's Spider-Man and like anyone can wear the mask. And yeah, we all have not been obviously been bitten by radioactive spiders, but it really just comes down to to who you are and the values that you have at your core. So with that in mind, that's that's one of the reasons I want to open this up to, to everybody and let everybody be a part of the conversation because uh, Spider-Man is one of the most beloved comic book characters for a reason. He's just so relatable and so much of an everyman and his struggles and trials, whether it's Peter Parker or Miles we're talking about, it's, it's great that the uh, mantle of Spider-Man has been able to include diversity and and just the nature of spider-verse like knowing that there are so many different spider people across the multiverse and the spider-verse is just 
one of the the best parts of this movie. But um, I wanted to run down a few facts, as uh, I mentioned before we get into the synopsis here. So uh, Into the Spider-Verse was released December 14th, 2018. And that was the same year that both Spider-Man creators Stan Lee and Steve Ditko passed away. And the film is dedicated in their memory. And Stan Lee actually has uh, a cameo. He's been well known for appearing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and the cameos there. Uh, But this was actually, this came out before Captain Marvel, but this was, this was one of his final cameos. And it was just really cool that they um, brought him to, to life in this, this new style. And it was great to see him. The film was co-directed by Bob Parachetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, and produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, known collectively as Lord and Miller. They, you know, received a lot of acclaim for a lot of their work, including Clone High in the animated realm. Uh, the Lego movie was from them. Uh, 21 Jump Street. They did. I, sh- I should clarify, they didn't direct the Lego movie, but I... Actually, I'm getting caught in the weeds there. Uh, let's see. Okay. I apologize. It was in fact, uh, the Lego movie was in fact directed by them, but they're also known for the 21 and 22 jump streets. So, uh, they're just really funny guys and really talented guys. Um, and, uh, the story was actually written by Phil Lord, uh, with Rodney Rothman working with Phil Lord on the screenplay, but, uh, back to, Some more factoids here. Into the Spider-Verse won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature the year that it came out, and it brought in more than $384 million at the worldwide box office, and that was on a $90 million budget. So uh, it's no wonder there's a a sequel in the works. Like I I remember it didn't do gangbusters upon release, but it was word of mouth, and it just uh, had a very successful long run theater experience. And, uh, especially for like an animated superhero film that was kind of unprecedented. So very successful film. And, uh, there's a reason they're making a franchise about it. Like we've got across the spider verse in the way, but already in like the headlines, I'm seeing that there's a spider woman movie that's being fast tracked and, uh, who knows what else is on the way, but we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll learn soon. Um, to address the film's ground, breaking pulpy comic book aesthetic. Uh, The way they achieved that was by putting 2D hand-drawn animation on top of the 3D computer rendered models. And then they adjusted the frame rate. It fluctuates between 24 24 frames per second and 12 frames per second, um, depending on what action sequence is happening. And that really helped uh, capture the feel of like flipping through the pages of a comic book. And we've seen this style it's become a trend like uh, last year's Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, The Last Witch used a very similar style to great effect. And then even uh, later this summer, we're going to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem definitely seems to be um, embracing the style and it looks very much influenced by Into the Spider-Verse and the Spider-Verse franchise. Uh, Got to talk about the soundtrack. So some standouts for me. I mean, it's just got a great hit great hip hop soundtrack and the fact that music is like 
so important to Miles. It's it's kind of great that we just have these sequences where we get to hear what he's listening to on his headphones. But uh, I know the trailer that caught a lot of buzz and, of its, and attention uh, featured What's Up Danger by Blackway and Black Caviar. And uh, that's just a, a, a great song and really captures the vibe. And it's a great sequence. And Miles is really coming into his own and takes that leap of faith that the characters talk about so much. But that is when he fully becomes Spider-Man, taking that leap of faith and He's got the new costume that uh, he created with May's help, and he's got the web slingers, and yeah, just just awesome. Um, also, Sunflower by Post Malone, definitely a catchy tune, and that's actually the one that Miles kind of like sings to himself when we're introduced to the character, and like later on when uh, Peter B. Parker's telling him to relax, like, how do you relax, kid? What do you do? He's, oh, I sing, and he's this is the song Sunflower by Post Malone that he kind of always sings to himself. Also a nod to like classic... Uh, hypnotized by Notorious B.I.G. Great inclusion of that. And then it's worth mentioning that the the score itself was composed by Daniel Pemberton. And again, just like it's really is in keeping with all the hip hop influence and everything like that, but also delivers that kind of like epic superhero coming of age sound that we need to accompany the story. So. Uh, I want to take uh, now that we've got some, you know, interesting facts out of the way and have kind of uh, introduced and reminded people of some of the things about Into the Spider-Verse. I want to take a quick second here before I get to the synopsis to take a little ad break and talk about our partner and sponsor here on the show, Blendjet. Uh, so if you haven't heard about this yet, Blendjet 2, it's a great product uh, we're happy to be talking about it here on Animation Deliberation because it's something that I know I can speak for my co-host when I say it's something that we use pretty much every day. Um, for me, uh, I am using these kind of like meal replacement shakes and I live in a shared living environment, so I don't always have the kitchen to myself. So the ability to just kind of like sneak in, grab what I need and just put it in the blender and then kind of sneak off uh, is really valuable to me. Cleaning up is just super simple and easy, so I don't have to spend prolonged periods of time in the kitchen with my roommates. Don't get me wrong. I like my roommates, but uh, I am a person that enjoys my privacy and alone time. So uh, the Blendjet certainly suits my lifestyle. But look. So the Blendjet is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but power, powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blinjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothing without waking up the whole house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and rechargers quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blinjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. And with Spider-Verse, we get to see such an array of spider people in all sorts of costumes and all sorts of colors and uh, that just makes me think of the Blendjet too, because it's got more than 30 cool colors and patterns to choose from. And as animation fans, we're delighted that they have a whole line dedicated to some of our franchise. In particular, Pixar comes to mind, like they have a whole Toy Story line. So you can really uh, make your Blendjet kind of a showcase of your personality and your fandom. So one more thing to love about it. Another thing to love about it is that they've now introduced the Orbiter lid, and this is a leak-proof lid. Uh, so your favorite ensemble is safe from spillage with this lid. It's got one-hand convenience. You've got your hands full. Luckily, you only need a thumb to open this lid. It's got a large opening that's perfect for thick smoothies. There's even room for a straw, if that's the way you like to sip. 
Again, it's self-cleaning. Simply rinse the lid. Excuse me. Simply spin the lid and rinse. And it's engineered to keep skill engineered to keep spills at bay. So what are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code STAYWELM12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anywhere, blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code STAYWELM12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. All right, and back to Into the Spider-Verse. So I did want to, uh, for those of us that did not have the opportunity to rewatch the movie but are planning on seeing Across the Spider-Verse and you're kind of using this as your hype builder, hype train, primer, what have you, uh, let's do this little refresher here. So New York City teenager Miles Morales, voiced by Shamik Moore, struggles to live up to the expectations of his father, police officer Brian Tyree Henry's Jefferson Davis, who sees Spider-Man as a menace. Miles adjusts to prep school and visits his uncle, Aaron Davis, voiced by Mahershala Ali, who takes him to an abandoned subway station to paint graffiti. Miles is bitten by a radioactive spider and gains spider-like abilities similar to Spider-Man. Returning to the station, Miles discovers a collider built by Wilson Fisk, played by Lee F. Shriver, who hopes to access parallel universes to bring back his late wife and son, whose deaths he blames on Spider-Man. Miles watches a... Miles watches as Spider-Man attempts to disable the Collider while fighting Wilson's henchmen, Green Goblin, and the Prowler. Spider-Man, in a vocal cameo from Chris Pine, saves Miles, but Green Goblin shoves Spider-Man into the Collider, causing an explosion that kills Goblin and wounds Spider-Man. Spider-Man gives Miles a USB flash drive designed to disable the Collider, warning that the machine could destroy the entire city if reactivated. After watching in horrors, Wilson kills Spider-Man, Miles flees with Prowler in pursuit, eventually getting away from him. As the city mourns Spider-Man's death, Miles tries to honor his legacy and become the new Spider-Man. While trying out his newfound abilities, he inadvertently damages the drive. At Spider-Man's grave, Miles meets Peter B. Parker, brought to life by Jake Johnson, an older and worn-down version of Spider-Man from another dimension. Upon meeting him, Miles... Upon meeting him, Miles discovers his ability to emit bioelectric bursts called Venom Blasts. Peter reluctantly agrees to train Miles in exchange for help stealing data to create a new drive. They infiltrate Wilson's research facility and Miles discovers he has the power to turn invisible. They are confronted by mad scientist Olivia Octavius, voiced by the talented Catherine Hahn, who discovers that Peter will die from cellular decay if he remains in their di- dimension. Chased through the laboratory and surrounding chased through the laboratory and surrounding forest by Octavius, Miles and Peter are saved by Haley Steinfeld's Gwen Stacy, a spider woman from another dimension. They then visit the deceased Spider-Man's aunt, Mae Parker, played by Lily Tomlin, who is sheltering more spider people from other dimensions. Spider-Man Noir, Penny Parker, and Spider-Ham, voiced by Nick Cage, Kimiko Glenn, and John Mal- John Mulaney, respectively, who are also deteriorating. Miles offers to disable the Collider so others can return home, but after questioning and testing him, they tell him that he lacks experience. Distraught, Miles retreats to Aaron's home, where he discovers Aaron is the Prowler. Miles returns to May's house, where Penny has completed the new drive. He is followed by Wilson, Prowler, Octavius, Scorpion, and Tombstone. 
In the ensuing brawl, Miles reveals his identity to Aaron just as Aaron corners him. Unwilling to kill his own nephew, Aaron spares Miles, but is fatally shot by Wilson. Miles flees with Aaron, who tells him to keep going before dying. Jefferson arrives on the scene and Miles escapes, leading Jefferson to mistake Spider-Man as Aaron's murderer. The heroes regroup with a devastated Miles at his dorm room. Peter restrains Miles to ensure his safety and leaves with the others, choosing to sacrifice himself by staying behind and deactivating the collider. Jefferson arrives outside Miles' doors and, assuming Miles does not want to speak to him, apologizes for his mistakes and inspires Miles. Miles then manages to control his powers, escapes his restraints, and creates his own Spider-Man suit with May's help. He joins the heroes, defeating Wilson's enforcers and using the new drive to send them home. Wilson fights Miles, attracting the attention of Jefferson, who realizes that Spider-Man isn't the menace he saw him as. Jefferson encourages Miles, who subdues Wilson with his venom blast and throws him at the kill switch, causing the collider to explode and saving the city. Wilson and his, his- Wilson and his henchmen are arrested for their crimes, and Jefferson recognizes the new Spider-Man as a hero while receiving evidence of Wilson's murders of Peter and Aaron. Miles embraces the responsibilities of his new life, while the heroes return to their lives in their own dimensions. Miles embraces the responsibilities of his new life, while the heroes return to their lives in their own dimensions. Later, Gwen finds a way to contact Miles from her own dimension. And then in a post credit scene in another dimension, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaac, travels to the universe of the 1967 Spider-Man animated series and argues with its Spider-Man over who points first. So there we have it. You know, I guess I, I guess I kind of want to say like I've I've really celebrated this movie and I think I've seen it. I think this was maybe my fourth or fifth time watching it. I saw it in theaters, of course. And then when it came out uh, available for purchase, I bought it as soon as it came out. And uh, I really, really enjoy the film for so many reasons. I mean, I, I talked about the groundbreaking animation. Spider-Man has always been one of my favorite characters. Uh, I, I pretty much love all the Spider-Man movies, except for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But uh, that's neither here nor there. And Spider-Man 3 has its issues. But, you know, I, I still have love for it in some regard. But I know, uh, like, one of the conversations around this movie, I mean, obviously, it's it's an excellent, excellent movie. It's got a great story. It does a great job introducing Miles. But one of the, like, things I've often heard, heard like, touted about this movie is, like, it's the definitively best Spider-Man movie. And, like, that's something that, um, I don't know, I always kind of, like, bristle against. And, of course, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Like, if it's your favorite Spider-Man movie, good on you. I'm, I'm happy for you. But it, it's tough for me to say that it's definitively the best because I think, as I mentioned, it kind of, it, as much as it does, it introduces Miles and kind of celebrates the legacy of, of Spider-Man, I wonder how the film would stand on its own two feet without the already like built-in legacy of Spider-Man. And, and that way, I think it's kind of like a deconstruction of who Spider-Man is. Like if this was the first Spider-Man movie we ever got, and they were saying like, there's not one and only the one and only Spider-Man. Anybody can be Spider-Man. Like, I don't know how well that message would land. So in that regard, like this is definitely one of my like top three Spider-Man films. And like, I've, I've been more excited for across the Spider-Verse than I have been for any movie in quite some time. So I don't know. Home, homecoming kind of like stands out towards the top to me. I really like those um, 
first couple of Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, I kind of go back and forth between the original and Spider-Man 2 about which one's my favorite. And yeah, the, in some ways they haven't aged super well. I mean, No Way Home is great as well, but I it, it I kind of equate it in a similar way. And it's interesting that they both like deal with the multiverse and like multiple Spider-Men and, and whatnot. And in that regard, they're like, yes, they're awesome, like landmark achievements, but they all, we only get there because of all the groundwork that's been laid before and all the character work that's been laid before. And um, I think it's kind of like in game, like obviously in in game is a, is a great movie too. And just such a culmination, but would that movie like work on its own without everything that's come before that point? And what I will give credit to, you know, into the spider verse for like, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking this movie. I really, really like this movie, but the thing I will distinguish it, for doing differently than some of these other movies I compared it to like no way home and uh in game is that while it is like a deconstruction of Spider-Man and a celebration of his legacy again it it does such a wonderful job establishing Miles and introducing Miles to mainstream audiences so yeah I don't I I wanted to keep this one kind of short and sweet sweet rather and just kind of use it as a like I said, a hype builder, kind of a refresher, just uh, get coll- everyone collectively excited for uh, across the Spider Verse, and yeah, yeah, uh, I know. Just to talk about across the Spider Verse a little bit, like I'm, uh, like I said, I'm going to see it this afternoon, but it's it's we I, there have been some reviews that have come out. I've stayed away from reviews. They said they're spoiler free, but uh, I'm just been very wary because I'm so exp- excited for this one. I don't want anything to be spoiled for me, but like this, this sequel has a lot to live up to. Like, like I've talked about how great this first film was and, and why it has the reputation it does. But uh, across the spider verse is like, you know, it's going to be the longest animated feature ever released theatrically, at least here in the United States. It's like, clocking in at two hours and 20 minutes and it's reportedly features over like 240 unique characters like six different multiverses or dimensions i should say and so it's it's a tall order but the non-spoiler like early reactions i've heard have been overwhelmingly positive like people are calling it a masterpiece and i I do think this first film is a masterpiece even with some of the things that i kind of nitpicked i do believe it's a nat- masterpiece and we already know that we're getting beyond the spider verses in the works so people have been comparing this one to kind of like empire strikes back and that the ending might be or the tone overall might be a little more uh darker or more melancholy than we're expecting but i i i trust you know lord and miller and all the people that are working on this and sony animation like i i think they're going to hit it out of the park. And even if it is a more like riveting and and dramatic story, like I, you know, the humor is going to be there just in the trailers we've seen so far. It's already had like several laugh out loud moments, super excited for Oscar Isaacs, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, of course, Jason Schwartzman's the spot, the multiversal villain there. Issa Rae is another version of Spider-Woman. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many. And uh, I think, Daniel Kaluuya is going to be like spider punk. Like there's, there's too many to name, honestly, but I I wonder if I will find myself like missing uh, some of the spider people that we had in this one. Like, you know, Nick Cage's Spider-Man noirs 
absolutely hilarious. Like the wind goes with me wherever I go. And <laughs> uh, oh, John Mulaney's Spider Ham. Like, uh, it's so great. He's like, you got a problem with cartoons? And it's like, we're watching a cartoon right now. So that's. <laughs> That's that's great. And the fact that like they're all telling their origin stories and he's like everyone was bitten by a radioactive spider, but he was r- bitten by a radioactive pig. He was a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig. That's like great. And uh, when they're on the rooftop and uh, Gwen says uh, she's talking about Wilson Fisk, Kingpin, she says, what a pig. And he's like, I'm right here. Like, I, I just I, I think I'm going to miss those two characters especially but i i have no doubt they will uh introduce me to a wealth of spider people that i'll fall in love with in a uh in a similar fashion so um i don't want to be too long-winded here i think i've already gone longer than i originally anticipated but again i uh, just want to encourage everybody uh you know be a part of the conversation as you're re-watching into the spider-verse getting ready for across the spider-verse or once you've seen across the spider verse, like write in, let us know your feedback, send a voice memo, hit us up on social medias, all those things. And a five-star review would definitely be appreciated, but you can also just, you know, like share us with your friends. And, and if you've got people in your life that love animation and they love spider verse and they want a place to kind of gush about it, send them our way. We definitely appreciate it. So, okay. On that note, I'll go ahead and uh, swing off into the spider verse myself and just want to thank everyone for listening and for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.